Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, Cheryl here. Today is an extremely special day. I am so excited to be here with Brenda Hudson. Brenda is the SVP of Sales and Sales Enablement and Insight. Brenda, you have a big job and you've been knocking it out of the park. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Cheryl, for having me. And this is such a privilege. I'm very excited about your program and about the opportunity that I've had with you. So thanks so much. And I know we've had some, uh, before we jump in, I know we've had a little bit of experience even working together. Is there, you know, um, something that resonated? We were talking a little bit earlier because I know you had a meeting this morning. Was there something that, that stood out? Well, I did have a meeting this morning and we talked about the value of, of our fuel, right? How do we fuel our own development and really help energize one another as women? Women in technology in particular, it can be a tough environment, right? And we actually talked about what that looks like to each one of us and, and how we, and, and I actually used you as, a, as an example, the interactions that we've had and the investment that you've made in me and the tools that you have enlightened me around some problem solving areas and areas of opportunity for me in my development is a, is a absolute example and a real time example of uh, of how I've invested in myself through your uh, your kind guidance and uh, and coaching. Well, thanks so much for that. It's been you know such an honor, and it's really um, you must be so thrilled too to be with Insight. And I really honor all of your recent your and Insight's recent success and the new opening of your offices. And next time I'm in Arizona, please <laughs> do. Hopefully they will allow me in. <laughs> Our new facility is spectacular and Insight is just a remarkable, remarkable company. Yeah, so I'm really thrilled to be here with you today. So before we get into you sharing your wisdom, you know, about how to give tough feedback. And it's most people, we talked about this earlier, most people think of giving tough feedback to a subordinate. But we're going to have a conversation and you're going to share your wisdom about giving tough feedback to subordinates, but also to leadership. Yes. And that's what I'm all about is how to influence Mm -hmm. up. So Mm -hmm. I could not be more thrilled with the conversation that we're going to have. But before we do that, you know, I would like to roll back the clock a little. I don't want to date you or date myself. (laughs) Please don't. As a younger person, Mm because we're still young, kind of, right? Um, (laughs) As a younger person, was there something or someone who inspired you to greatness or who maybe made your life really difficult and you were just really hell-bent on moving forward anyways? They kind of inspired you to greatness Mm -hmm. um, in a bad way or inspired you to greatness in a good way? Well, I have two examples that I want to share ever so briefly. One inspiration in a very, very positive way was my grandfather. My grandfather was, uh, he dominated his field. He was an elite musician and performer. He was kind, poised, compassionate. He lived by his values of grace and gratitude. And as a young child, I watched him in really any environment, whether it was in front of a a large crowd or in front of family, he never wavered on his approach, his kindness, his generosity, and his compassion. And that is something that shaped me as a child to say that regardless of 
titles or affluence or, or you know, uh, economic health that you remain true to yourself and authentic. And he really, he really uh, demonstrated that so authentically. On the other hand, I also had a defining moment in, in my early professional career working for a man that was a bank manager and he was terrifying. He was erratic in his behavior. He was demanding. He was, and I can think I can say this today, he was sexist. He would hit the intercom and demand for me to deliver coffee and bring this and that to him. And, and just, I think there was a part of it that he enjoyed the servitude attitude and just the you know, the defiance around and rage when he would get into my face about the coffee not being hot enough or the sandwich not being right or a type, typing error on a phone. He just pick one and he seemed to delight in demonstrating his authority over me and in and very intently red, purple face, anger, like just very outlandish response to something as like maybe forgetting the cream in his coffee, something as mundane as that. And so I witnessed that type of, and I'll use this word lightly, leadership and thought to myself, if ever I'm in a position to, and privileged enough to lead people, the, um, I started to build sort of a mental file cabinet and I, and I would just sort of tuck away. These are all of the behaviors that I will not exhibit should I have the privilege of leading people. Yeah, 100%. And I kind of relate to that story. You know, the first boss I had, and I actually worked in institutional banking, like is a 20 something, my early 20s. And same, same red purplish face, he was going through a divorce. And just that rage of whatever else was going on in his life was mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. into the workplace. And so, so let's just, um, so let's just you know, catapult that forward, you know, you really pride yourself on being able to deliver tough feedback in a effective and respectful way. So can we talk a little bit about, you know, both what you learned from your grandfather and from this other person, how it shaped you as a leader, and also um, not just how to have a tough tough conversation effectively or give tough feedback to a subordinate. But what about if you need to influence up, you need to have a tough conversation Mm -hmm. with a manager who is not treating you quite right, or they're overlooking you or making you work longer than you should, or not making you feel heard, seen or valued. Right. I think that you, you, you have to really center yourself around values, right? And that's one of the things that Insight does really, really well in terms of living by our values. When you have demonstration, as I did as a child, of strong values and, and ethics, principle, authenticity, it gives you the fabric within your, your, your uh, characteristics to exhibit those characteristics in life, right? Professional and personal. And so I really approached feedback from a subordinate standpoint, as well as a superior standpoint with grace, honesty, clarity, and compassion. And I I will tell you that it was not always returned in that manner, but that I only knew what I knew, which was I could control my emotions. I could control my behavior and my delivery, my tone, my follow through, my, my responsibilities 
but I couldn't necessarily control the audience, right? And that goes for whether it was a superior or whether it was a subordinate or even uh, a peer. Yeah, I want to really spotlight something you said is that really a moving emotion. Because when we remove emotion or neutralize it, it allows mm -hmm. us to show up in our highest sense of integrity and to be congruent with mm -hmm. the best version of ourselves. And at the yes. end of the day, that's what's you know most important. But one thing that I've heard from clients and some of the small groups that I've worked with is that sometimes that's really hard to do as a mm -hmm. woman in technology or women in the workplace, and especially yeah. for women who are further marginalized within our gender. That's right. Do you have any advice on how to create some safety, you know, right. or how to how to do that when there's a lot at stake? No, I think I, I you said something to me, Cheryl, and I and this resonated is that you you want to kind of think through and role play how you believe the conversation should navigate and and stick to the facts right facts are facts are what they are right and 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 that needs to sort of anchor the dialogue and so think through this is your narrative how do you want it to to land right what do you anticipate the reaction to be and try to work through if this then this right so that you don't really go in blindsided and not expecting or anticipating what the reaction might be now you're not always going to be 100% on point but you want to have run scenarios with a trusted colleague, with a family member, role played, and, and just kind of walked through mentally and actually walked through a conversation that would potentially mimic the one that you are poised to have. Yeah, that is so important. Um, we I talk about something called the ABC prep sheet that we created. And it, it's thinking, mm -hmm. just like you said, thinking about how do I want it to go, but also how could it go? Right. What's That's right. If I get buy-in, what if they're on the fence right. or what if I get total pushback and shut down? Right. Uh, and so you're a hundred percent right. That, that um, practice is super important. And then, you know, we talked about the practice, but having it be in a safe space first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Words, Very important. Who has your best interest at heart. That's um, right. And so thank you for bringing that up because I think it's something especially us women, if I can make this blanket comment, we are good storytellers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we have things swirling in our mind about, oh, if this is going to go this way, or sometimes we catastrophize. I've never mm -hmm. done it, but maybe, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. like, we've all done it at one point or another. And right. we think about right. the what ifs, you know, the what ifs are in the future. That's right. They haven't happened yet. So it's more productive to think about how do I want it to turn out? And also, how do I want to feel? How do I want him or her to feel mm -hmm. and then practice that? So thank you yes. so much for bringing that up. That is Absolutely. incredibly, incredibly important. And I'm also curious to know too, you know, on the, on the story of giving tough feedback, um, is there a time when you gave some tough feedback either to a subordinate or a manager and you kind of doubted yourself, like, oh, should I go there? I'm not really sure if I should go there. But then you kind of went for it anyway. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I was in an environment that was not diverse. 
And there was a job opening and a candidate who was very, very strong in technology, very excelled in their individual contributor role performance wise, was highly respected and regarded, was sort of tapped by just by influence of what the contribution was as being the ringer for this career advancement type position. It was also known that and and chided that this individual had tremendous gaps in communication skills, their ability to write congruently and effectively and orate effectively were both troubling. And and so what I recognized was while this individual had a piece of the skill set that would uh, aid to his success in this role, he did not have the full bounty of skills to be successful. And And if I were to endorse him as a candidate for upward mobility, it would reveal these areas of opportunity that would actually erode and possibly eliminate his credibility for any future advancement. There was a tremendous amount of swagger in this organization and a tremendous amount of of dominance that was not diverse. And so to raise my hand and say to people at my level and above that I was going to suspend any further activity with this individual to, to even interview for this, this career advancement, didn't, was not met with positivity, was not embraced. And I heard all of the reasons why I was out of my mind and couldn't do this to this individual and, and inhibit his ability to promote. But what I was really doing was saying, I want to have the conversation around what the prevention, what, what's preventing this and really try to unearth the opportunity to help clear that path for him. The resistance, I I can tell you, was severe, but I I pursued and I and I and it was it was a risk. The individual was very physically prominent and and very athletic and and having the conversation in a room with just myself and this individual to say, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to endorse your candidacy for this role. And here's why. I didn't know if the candidate would become irate, come over the table, like bow up, like he was a force, right? And so I was trying to prepare myself mentally for that. And in the conversation, I said, I'm not going to allow you to, to pursue this position. And here's why. Here is my, here's my experience with your capability set. Here are the things you do exceptionally well. And here are the things that are tremendously gapped. The reaction was that this individual's put his head down. Again, there was a moment, a pause. I didn't know if he was going to launch out of his chair at me or or what was the outcome, what, what the outcome would be. He lifted his head and tears were streaming down his eyes. And he said to me, I've gotten, I've worked my way through my life trying to compensate in other ways for these areas. I have struggled with, with grammar, English, and communication, strong communication skills my entire life. It's been a problem since I was in grade school. And I have overcompensated with athleticism, with, with dominance in sales and technology, and I found a way to circumvent it. And he said, it's time for me to address it. And I just sat back and I said, okay, here's the game plan. I had already manifested the game plan. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. Here's what I need from you. Here's what you'll get from me. And not only did this individual embrace the plan, he 
was I'd write your papers each week, bring them to me. We're going to fund your, your tutorials. We're going to put you in these classes. Here are the things. And here's what I need from you. He it just, he absolutely embraced this and just powered through the learnings by accepting his failures in those area areas. And he was so, he was just so energized coming to me every week. Uh, he wanted to show me his homework, wanting to show me his progress. Not only did he conquer what he was fearful of being revealed his whole life, he conquered it in such a way that today he is a key executive in a technology company and he's running circles around this industry and his peers. And it took that moment of defiance from me to say, uh, not just no, but like this is not going to happen until these things are addressed because the boys wanted to really just continue just to float him because of his other skills and and to see what he has manifested in his life personally and professionally is beautiful. Yeah. And I think quite honestly, that's, I don't know if I'm going to get some, some negative comments around this. What I'm going to say is like, that's why we need more female leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Just to courage. challenge and it's courage. And it's also intuitiveness and compassion about thinking what is the win-win-win here what's mm -hmm. the win for him the win for the team and the win for the company and that wasn't pushing right. it through it wasn't the win right. for the bottom line and right. so for anyone listening i want you to to think about is there something challenging or something that in your heart your gut you know that you need to speak up and you know it's the right thing to do and what could be the benefits if you do and also what could be the consequences if you don't and so if you want to whether you're listening to this live or after the fact if you want to drop a question or something into the chat myself and or brenda will get get back to you because it's so important thank you for sharing that uh, i can imagine that it was incredibly uncomfortable but yeah. i also think about now you know he's probably shared this story he has. So if you think about the ripple effect of your bravery, it's probably even greater than you even imagine. He's just a remarkable human. And, and today he just continues to excel. And I just had, I played a very small part in that, but it took a lot of courage for, for both of us, quite frankly. Yeah, that's awesome. So thanks for sharing that. And then as far as being able to do this, of course, I have to ask you about mindset because that's what I talk about, mental toughness and high performance. Right. So what is, you know, what mindset has allowed you to do what you're doing and to give tough feedback effectively and respectively and with compassion and mm -hmm. be defiant for the greater good? Yeah, I so again, I go back to the values that were shaped early on by watching um, my respected, adored, loved grandfather do what he did and how he treated people. I start each day with grace and gratitude on my heart. I, I frame tough conversations and build my mindset around a heart of gratitude. Cheryl, you do this. You sign off on your emails with gratitude. And that was one of the first things that, that for our connection, I was like, we're kindred spirits. Like we, we have this, you know, heart full of gratitude. So when I have self self doubt or when I have what, what potentially may be an egregious experience, uh, you know, facing me, 
I think about gratitude and I frame myself in a position of gratitude and I look for opportunities to demonstrate gratitude for the recipient of the conversation. And that has just literally 100% of the time made a path, made a path for clearing out the emotion and really having a fruitful and, and strong outcome conversation. That is so very important. And one thing that you know, sometimes it's not easy. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Because sure. especially if we get wronged or overlooked for something or reprimanded mm-hmm. or, you know, someone's behavior is egregious. Sometimes it is very challenging to do. And what, at least what I found is helpful. And for a lot of uh, female leaders that I work with, you literally put your hand on your heart. Yes. You just take mm-hmm. a split second to think. It's called tactical empathy, not thinking about what it must be like for the person, but saying, I am the person. Right. So it's, 100%. It's like, um, so in other words, for your red and purple faced boss when you were 17, <laughs> you know, it's just thinking, gosh, I'm, let's call him Bob. You know, I'm, I'm Bob. I'm such an angry, angry, upset person, what must be going on in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. to make me so awful? And it yeah. just, it it's not really for them. It's to help us do the very thing that yeah. you're talking about. Because like one of the human drives is feeling safe and cared for. Sure. And usually yes. people with the most awful behavior, it comes from trying like like the gentleman that you were talking about he was trying to create safety for himself that's right that's right and so yeah. but at the end of the day we can only control our behaviors right and so when you center yourself around grace and gratitude then then that's what you can control i couldn't control the red face and the and the erratic behavior and the screaming and the but i could control how i behaved and i behaved calmly and with grace and patience. Now, I'm not going to say that it wasn't difficult and I didn't drive home in tears thinking, why is he being such a complete and utter fool towards me? I don't deserve this because that's a human emotion and a valid one, right? But in the moment, I maintained composure. Yeah, that main composure and then got calm and made a decision about any changes that you need to make. Like not going back. <laughs> right. And so... For everyone listening, you've shared so many kind of golden nuggets, but is there one call to action or something that you like to leave everyone on? Something to think about or something to do? Yes, yes. And you you touched on this, Cheryl. Your wisdom is profound, frankly, and I so enjoy our interactions. Well, here's what I would tell you. It's hard for women to be vulnerable. It's hard for us to be our authentic selves particularly in the professional world, right? And so there's fear in revealing our, ourselves authentically, but that is what we have to do, right? To be allow yourself to be vulnerable, to show your authentic self is truly a, a huge part of trust building. And trust is really the anchor to everything, right? The inability to build trust is going to restrict your elevation in your career and in your life. Listening capabilities, strong listening, authenticity, and aligning your actions with your words is so, so important for your credibility, for your ability to build trust. 
So if you, if you think of nothing else, think about allowing yourself to be vulnerable, grace and gratitude each and every day, strong listening, and building trust. Such great advice. Brenda, thank you for sharing your wisdom. I look forward to continuing to follow your journey and all the amazing success that you and everyone are having at Insight. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. It's been super fun. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader Podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.